Gotcha. We out here. In these streets. Out where? I don't really know. <laughs> where am I? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Welcome to Brose. Look, Ma, no cavities. My <laughs> name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros in Rose. On an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi. On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hello. <laughs> and on an audio feed reporting live from, incidentally, the same room in Haddon Heights, New Jersey, Tim Hansen. Sean, look behind you. <gasps> I wasn't ready for that one. That was good. (laughs) Also, hey guys. (laughs) Hey guys. What's up? How are we all doing? Sean, pass the quack. Oh, I got some. (laughs) It's that good shit. Is that good? Oh, is it the the good, like the Whole Foods kind or is it homemade? Oh, hell yeah. Whole Foods Foods guac is so good. Dude, the Whole Foods guac. In our post-apocalyptic world, it's going to be a, a Whole Foods uh, fresh-made tortilla chip and guacamole-based currency that we're ba- that our economy <laughs> is based on. And I, for one, am all for it. You're, you're telling me it's not going to be bottle caps? Like, I save all the bottle caps because Fallout taught me well. So, well, I mean, you can trade them for, for guacamole and potato chips, mm-hmm. but I, I think that's about the extent of value that they're going to hold. So oh, Martha's okay. deck of card collection is not going to be monetarily viable? Mm, I don't know. We, we've got a few hundred decks of cards. <laughs> it's going to be... Oh, my God. It's going to be like the Canadian dollar where it's like there's always a weird <laughs> conversion between like what the what the deck of cards is going to be worth versus the guacamole which is truly like the gold standard literally for currency in this <laughs> in this new world right. like and then in, in that 100 years you're going to get like crazy conspiracy theorists who are like you realize there's no guacamole backing up our money right <laughs> uh anyway we're it's a, we're going a little crazy here on the Brose podcast <laughs> uh, at least i us. am because it's 11:40 at night uh, we started recording 4 hours ago <laughs> Uh, and yeah, we just bang this out in 20 minutes, like just like boom, 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 done. <laughs> uh, question one, sure, why not? Uh, question two, <laughs> fucking right. Uh, you do you, man. Uh, question three, uh, the Aztecs. Uh, question four, uh, I don't know, 42. The wig, the wig party. Question yeah, four, question nine, five, was an inside job. Uh, <laughs> oh, jeez. My, my actually, actually, that leads right into my hot take, which is that 9 11 was an outside job. <laughs> Uh, and and we're good. Everybody, everybody's on Twitter. Let's go. All right. I didn't even get to talk about my wine. We don't drink wine during these shows. Uh, well, at least not the third episode. Show before that's actually a pretty good primer on what we do. But welcome to the award-winning Brose Podcast. Uh, available as always on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and everywhere else refined podcasts are bought and sold. Uh, in spite of our incredibly succinct summary of our show, you still might not know what we do here on the Brose Podcast, so let me tell you. The premise of the show is that we answer questions from you, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything. Uh, the answer is not always 42, but often it is. Mm-hmm. Either way, uh, we answer those questions from you 
while enjoying a delicious glass of rosé. If you have a question you want us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. And you can have your question answered on the air the way that listeners like John Tursich have, like uh, Brian Everett, like Amanda Hastings, Reese Salvatore, uh, various members of our families. Um, and, uh, somebody from, yeah, from like an Italian, uh, wine school, if I remember correctly. Oh yeah. 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 So, uh, so we listen from literally all over the globe. So, um, so please do send in your questions. We'd love to have them. Um, we have our wines, right? Just uh, like I drink wine or yeah. some of us are still drinking wine. Some of us have moved on. Uh, Rich, <laughs> it appears that you have moved on. Uh, yes. so, so what are you drinking right I- now? I was drinking Old York Sailor's Raspberry Blush. It was so good, I drank it all. I am now drinking Sneak Peek for next session, because next session is my birthday session, so hey. I will still be drinking uh, Glutenberg Goose. It is a summer beer. It's a sour beer, but it's it's really good. It's it's uh, got like lemon-lime. It's made from quinoa. It's, it's good. I love it. And grapefruit. Mm. Quinoa and grapefruit, okay. Quinoa, grapefruit, lemon, and lime. It's a summer ale. I saw somebody with a with a pretty interesting take on Twitter was that it was very clear that somebody discovered the grapefruit after the grape. We already <laughs> had a fruit named grape, and, uh, and I was like, "Well, why do we call this one um, grapefruit?" But isn't the other one a fruit? Fuck off! Shut up! No, shut up! <laughs> it's like how somebody uh, we clearly discovered the the carrot after we discovered the orange. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, Sean, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking. A to Z. It's a Oregon wine. It says the essence of Oregon, and it is good. Tastes like raspberries. Pretty dry. It's fine. Is it Middle a simple flavor? Is this, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Would you say that it is easy as one, two, three? I would. I would say it's easy. Also, um, ABC. It's easy as that. What about yeah, Delray B? Uh, I mean, you're pushing it with that, but yeah. <laughs> Any more lines, and we have to we have to pay for the song. So no more of that, guys. I mean, we're not yeah, singing. That, we don't have the money for any more jokes. Uh, <laughs> Tim, what is our? What are you drinking? Uh, I finished the fuck. What's it called? And why am I Mr. Pink? Um, it was not like extravagant, uh, like extremely good, like Rich's was. It was just I was enjoying conversation, and I like to. Uh, hydrate with things that are not actually hydrating to my physical being Um, (laughs) like you do as one does uh so now i'm on uh my very good july 31st 20 uh no that's the expiration date uh my my god my my vintage wawa ice lemon iced tea that i bought like seven hours ago and it's delicious Vintage twenty twenty. I, I I'm I'm not a lemon iced tea from Wawa kind of guy. I'm a peach tea guy. Well, you're dead to me. Wow. <laughs> I go with yeah, the, the, the diet green tea. That's the one. What kind that's, of tool are you? That's Who the shit. Who are you people? You're all wrong except for me. What are you drinking, Matt? Uh, <laughs> coffee from Wawa. Does anyone care? Uh, yeah. At this point. Uh, so I'm. I, this is the final week of my birthday celebration. Uh, I am enjoying the last drops of this glass of Maker's Mark Private Select 
um, from winter 2018. This is the Oak Stave Collection uh, with the following finishing staves. Maker's 46 Vanilla Staves, Seared French Cuvée, uh, Roasted French Mocha, and Toasted French Spice. You can only get this type of Maker's Mark at the distillery in... Loretto, Kentucky, in the eastern part of the state on the Bourbon Trail. Um, if you are a whiskey drinker, I highly recommend taking a trip out to Kentucky if you are able to when, you know, shit calms down. <laughs> um, but but the Bourbon Trail is a, a blast. Maker's Mark's one of my favorite distilleries down there. Woodford Reserve is, is, is up there as well, but Maker's I had a great time at. You can dip your own bottle there. Uh, you can put all the wax on it if you want to. It's, it's really cool. Um, but you can only get the Maker, Maker's Private Select at uh, the distillery, and it is well worth it, in my opinion. Nice. It's one of my favorite bourbons. So um, I have the final round of questions. Uh, is th- round three of session 31. Jesus Christ. Uh, we, we, we are on session 31. We are almost done. It's and, almost uh, Saturday. It's almost <laughs> Saturday. It's gonna be Saturday. It might be. It might be like next Saturday by the time we're done this episode. But <laughs> we'll try and wrap this bad boy up. Uh, and of course, you can email your questions to brosequestions at gmail if you want us to answer them on the air. The first question is: Which shore town is the best? Which shore town is the best? Wildwood. It's just. It, I. It's got. It, although although the beach is a is two and a half miles long or wide, um, the the boardwalk is probably the best boardwalk around or or uh, along the Jersey Shore. It's pretty robust. It's got yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you don't have the dry town element that you have with like Ocean City, New Jersey, if that's important. Yeah. Um, I I I tend to think this is entirely dependent on where like if you were for if if. Listen, we're, we're lucky. We, we live near the coast. We we all got to spend differing amounts of time down at the beach uh, as we've grown up. Um, I think this is entirely dependent on where you spent time as a kid or or mm-hmm. a, where you spent time growing up. You know, my, my family spent most of their time at Sea Isle City, so I have a, a strong affinity for that. Um, my, my wife's family spent a lot of time in Wildwood, so I, I enjoy that. Um, I, I'm going to say Sea Isle because that's where I have the most familiarity. Um if I'm looking at it objectively, I'm looking at probably Wildwood. Um, I, I enjoy Atlantic City as well, but not really as a beach town. That's more of a, a vice town. Yeah. Uh, and one that makes me feel sad when I go there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but but still, like, there's enjoyment to be had. So I, I'm still going to say Sea Isle because there's there's elements to it that I really like. The, the, the boardwalk is not nearly as long or as... as uh, as robust as, as Wildwood, but I enjoy the promenade there. I enjoy the shops and stalls that they've got. The restaurants are really good. Um, the, the beach is very is very clean. Um, I, I will say Sea Isle for that reason. Sea Isle's nice. So I I, I like the I, I agree with the larger idea of you're going to be more comfortable and more lenient towards where you grew up going. Uh, my family grew up going to Wildwood all the fucking time. And then I didn't go for a really long time, and I took Martha for her birthday a few years ago, and it's just like not even close to being the same from the last time I went, which admittedly was when I was like ten. But I I feel like that like just stark contrast of what Wildwood used to be and what it is now. I'm just like fuck this place. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like the opposite of nostalgia. I want the nostalgia. None of it's there, so I fucking hate it. 
Um, you resent it for not like living up to the ideal that you sort of had from. We, yeah, but from also up. like, uh, what was it? Sandy like demolished mm-hmm. a whole bunch of stuff. So like, it, it's not even just it doesn't live up to the hype because like I'm looking at it through childhood glasses, and there's just so much stuff that is physically not there anymore. Yeah, um, sure. So there's that. Uh, so honestly, I dig Sea Isle, and that's probably just because like going down with you guys or north mm-hmm. wildwood from going with you guys <laughs> or ocean city maryland from going with college students. so yeah. it's like i i'm more interested in the people i'm with than where i'm going yeah for lack of a better word unless you're going to like a complete shithole like there's there's such nominal differences between like a pretty good beach town mm-hmm. and another pretty good beach town or shore town yeah. that like okay Yes, obviously there are differences between Wildwood and Sea Isle or Sea Isle and Ocean City or even like Ocean City and Stone Harbor or something like that. But like for the most part, you got the beach, you've got seafood places, unless it's Ocean City, you've got places where you can, you know, get alcohol. Um, Some beaches have beach tags, some don't. But like ultimately, there's such small differences that I that as you said, Tim, and as as I was saying, yeah, it's it's it depends on the memories that you've got. Yeah, it depends yeah. on. What but if you're you going to Sea Isle, there's always somebody selling Hank's hot sauce, and that's always a plus. Hell, <laughs> freaking yeah, yeah, there is <laughs> the best hot sauce, my man. Mm-hmm. Uh, that or Gringo Bandito, uh, one or the other. Sean, what about you? What, do you have a preference on shore towns? Uh, not really. I think you're right that it's 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 dependent on where you grew up, and now it's they're pretty much all the same. I I went to Wildwood with my dad's mom and my dad we would go down there uh like my my bio dad we'd go down to wildwood with my family we would go down to ocean city with uh my grandpa my mom's dad we would go to brigantine which is i think maybe the worst because of the greenheads uh Mm. but and then mary's family has a house in cape may uh so it's i I think right now probably Cape May because it's just we go down there and just it's just a nice place to relax. I think all the other shore towns are they skew a little bit younger than I am now. It's about like they were really fun when I was younger, but like when I and like Sea Isle even when I was you know in high school and early college, you go down, you party, and then whatever. But like that's not really where I am now, and I just want to like chill when I'm at the beach. And so probably Kate May with a bunch of old people who don't want to talk to me. <laughs> That's where I am. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Any any uh, any of you guys were uh, Delaware Beach people? Rehoboth is fine. Dewey's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I never really got into it. Like uh, it's just you know I never had family that went down there. You know I lived in Delaware for a few years and I know people who who swore by Rehoboth or swore by. You know, when you got older, it was the Bethany Beach was the big one, but like the younger people swore by Dewey or swore by Rehoboth, and I just you know never really got around to going down. Yeah, my my family wasn't really big beach people. We we did have um, someone in my grandmother's side of the family, or just my mom's side of the family in general, owned a a uh, place in Cape May called Ponder Lodge. And so we used to go there whenever, and that was the quote, the shore for us, mm-hmm. which it's in Cape May. Yeah, it's the shore, but we wouldn't, we would never, almost never go to the beach. So like, 
my memories now are for the beach and trying to figure out which one's the best are relatively recent within the past 10 years and nothing Mm. from my childhood. And usually I go to Wildwood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wildwood's Wildwood's, uh, improved a lot over the last uh, couple of years. It's it's cleaned up a lot. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah, this is a good, good, good shore towns. Going down the shore. Uh, and, and again, sure. I, I don't know why I asked the Delaware beach question because that's not going down to the shore. No, no. you're right. You're going it's down not. to the beach when you're in Delaware. You're going to shore when you're in New Jersey. That's exactly. the way it works. Those are the rules. Um, our Dems next question, the them's the rules. Uh, our next question is from listener, John Tursich. Uh, the question is what, what kind of known property, uh, excuse me, what known property Lego set do you think they should make? Um, I don't know the exact wording on this, but basically, i.e., Star Wars, Marvel, DC, NASA, etc. So, what what major property, what known entity should Lego make their next set out of? I don't care. Mm. <laughs> all right, uh, moving on. <laughs> no. Um. All right. So Tim, Tim is is apathetic. Um. Any any, any other model I would want to make out of Legos, I would prefer to make a legitimate model, and that's kind of my only thing. Uh-huh. Uh, just something a little more in depth. Yeah, like a- anything that I think is cool enough that I would w- be interested in building. Like Legos can't, Lego can't do it, and I think it's awesome that they can design it that way with those physical restrictions and necessary building blocks. I think that's awesome. I have absolutely built Lego kits, but like the stuff that I am currently interested in is, is like building a Gundam out of Legos or building like a Warhammer 40k Titan out of Legos is just going to look stupid. So I mm-hmm. don't want to do it. <laughs> well, sure. Yeah. But, and that's, I think completely understandable. The other element of it is, okay, if you had uh, the next generation, is there something that you think would be good for, for the younger generation to, to pass on to them? Something that you enjoy. Uh, it's not Warhammer. Cause I, yeah, I, yeah. Listen, Warhammer. I don't think what's wrong with Warhammer for kids. <laughs> <laughs> I think they, you're thinking of Warheads for kids, the super sour candies. Um, oh, I'm trying to think. Um, did, was Lord of the? I'm sure there were Lord of the Rings Lego. Oh, back oh yeah, there was definitely Lord of the Rings. I was gonna say like if you could make like Helm's Deep or something, I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, uh, to I'm, develop as a Lego. That'd be set. awesome. I'm pretty sure they did have that. Yeah, or, probably not all of Helm's Deep, but I'm sure they had some form of Lord of the Rings Lego sets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean that's the other thing is that Legos, their, their tentacles are so so vast at this point that I there are, there are surely licenses and everything that that we're thinking of now. Like they should make X, and they probably already have. Yeah. Um. So as far as stuff that they haven't made before, uh, Westworld. Um, Ooh, <laughs> Westworld. That's a good. So no, that good. Westworld kick, man. <laughs> uh, I'm in. Uh, so, so hear me out. What they need to do is they need to s- release a special s- set of Legos for the D&D DM and map builder so that I can turn my Lego sets into like a map that we can use and then easily dismantle it and build a new map for the next time, which is something mm-hmm. you can do, but maybe like line it up so that it's more for like the one inch by one inch block size to make it so that you can use like the the the, the scaled measurements in the game. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm. 
I could get behind that. Yeah. And then being able to build like a giant dragon out of Legos that your 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 party has to fight now. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be pretty sweet, and it would make them decent money because they didn't have they wouldn't have to release specific sets. It would more so just be like, here's what you need to build a castle. Now, build a castle from your mind's eye type of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they have a specific NFL license, but if they could get an NFL license for Legos, I think that'd be really cool. Because mm-hmm. um, you could build stadiums with it. You could build you know the, the fields and, and everything. Baseball might be better for it because baseball stadiums tend to have a little bit more uh, personality to them. And there's a little bit more uh, differentiation between stadiums yeah. and the fields and everything. Um, but I say NFL because I just want somebody to recreate uh, in Legos. If they haven't already... Uh, the 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 Philly special. Uh, uh, oh, is you know, that is that is that the play that the uh, Eagles used to win the Super Bowl against the Patriots? It is actually rich, and it's it's a great that you bring that up because not a lot of people remember that game in particular. That play, the Philly special, where Nick Foles caught a touchdown pass um, on a very similar play earlier in the game. Tom Brady dropped a similar ball. Uh, and- not many people bring that up, and I think it's important that people uh, do note that uh, when they remember that Super Bowl that the Eagles did in fact win. And what was that um, score again? It was uh, it's a forty-one thirty-three, Rich. Yeah, okay, uh, that's right, that's right, that's right. It's forty-one to thirty-three uh, over Tom Brady, Nick Foles, Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> I think that having a Lego set commemorating uh, that element, that that uh, that moment in sports, nay, world history, would be crucial uh, for the development of our youths. Sean, what about you? Uh, hold on, I had one. I think most things with giant robots. I so I disagree with Tim. I think like by building a Gundam out of Legos would be pretty dope. Maybe like Neon Genesis uh, Evangelion that would be pretty dope as a Lego mm. set or uh, Pacific Rim. Like build those giant mm. monsters like the kaiju and the robots out of things. I genuinely love Legos to this day. It's it is something that I I will do. It's like, so every morning I wake up pretty early and I will go play Frolf. And I do that to like clear my brain because it's very much a, like, you have to focus on the thing that you're doing in that moment. And if I can't go out and do that, I will bake because it it flexes that same type of muscle Mm -hmm. because it's like, you have to do, follow these exact steps and that's all you can think about in that moment. And Legos is the same thing for me, where it's like I you have the like these are the instructions. You sit down, you put all these pieces together in this way, and then you make a cool thing. And so that is incredibly relaxing to me. Like it's the same reason I learned to solve a Rubik's cube because it's you you move the Rubik's cube in this way, and it will be back to the way it should be. And so. I freaking I freaking love Legos, guys. But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, it, it, it it definitely works that part of your brain that's just like in it's it's not instant gratification, but it is like listen in your day to day life, whether it's like work, school, what have you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's very ambiguous parts of 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 work that happen. Like you send an if you want to get something done at work, you have to send an email, you mm-hmm. have to have a meeting about it, you have to do X, Y, and Z, thirty five steps before you do it. And Legos is like, yo, I want to build this building. Click clack clank building is built like it's like it's done like it's it's it it's satisfying in a way that doing day-to-day grinding work isn't even if it's just for a short period of time exactly absolutely 
Yeah, and it's yeah. It, it is cool that you, I I agree that it's cool that you can make like a Jaeger or an Evangelion yeah. or something like that out of Legos. Uh, my, we never say anything about Jaeger, Tim. Let's let's rein it in a little. Bit <laughs> he said the, Pacific Rim. They yeah, are yeah. Jaegers. That is what it's fucking called. Listen, yeah. man, I don't know. I don't care what what the name of this bar is that you're going to. <laughs> We're talking about Legos, a children's thing here. I'd appreciate if you leave your your den of sin out of it. <laughs> Regardless. I, I, I guess I've my never biggest, seen Pacific Rim. My, my <laughs> biggest issue with it is like th- the things I love about those uh, large machines. Pacific Rim, I think it'd be better to get away with because most of those designs are kind of like more blocky yeah. to begin with. So I so for the other things, the things I love about them are the like really sleek mm-hmm. lines and curves and just like the overall design just flows for the most part. The angles are just different angles. Mm -hmm. So you can get a lot of it out of Legos. It's just the things I love about those things. You are extremely hard to replicate if you can. Mm -hmm. Um, That's my, that's my only complaint. And that's me. Like, I'm not going to knock on somebody who wants to build a gun to metal Legos. (laughs) Fucking do you champ. Like, uh, that's awesome. Live your best life. Exactly. Tim's hot take is like Lego lovers, you pieces of shit. (laughs) Uh, But but Matt, when you were talking about like real world stuff, uh, Lego has a line of real world designs that are aimed at at adults. I think it's Mm -hmm. called Lifestyles, but they have like, here's the, here's, I cannot think of any historical building out of the top of my head right now. What's the yeah, thing in Tower. Australia? The the Opera House in Australia? Sydney. Yeah, yeah. The Sydney, Sydney Opera, Opera House. House. So, like, you can build that, and it has those sleek lines. So, Lego has the capability of designing stuff like that. It's just mm-hmm. w- when it's not for, like, we are building this building, oftentimes they just don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or unless it's, like, Bionicle, where everything is, like, slightly rounded and specific designs for that specific line or something like that. So they could make a Gundam line. That could be cool. I don't know. I just don't see it as being as awesome as, like, an actual Gunpla uh, model kit, which is more my speed. Yeah. I mean, you should watch Lego Masters. They made some really cool, like, stuff. It's awesome. It's a great show. It's such a good show. I can't wait for a new season. Will Arnett's very good in that. Yes. Um, He's Batman. Batman. All right. Um, Next question. No. Involves an addendum, please. No? Okay. All right. Moving (laughs) on. Uh, (laughs) Our next question involves an addendum. Open addendum two and design your own pasta dish. Hey, it's a spicy meatball. That's how I alienate our whole audience on this question. (laughs) And we're done. We're canceled. And we're done. Hey. Hey, spicy. We all have addendum two here. And as as the question indicates, it asks us to build our own pasta with our choice of noodle, uh, with our choice of sauce, with our choice of meat uh, and our type choice of cheese and vegetable, so uh, myriad options here. Uh, oh boy, there is a lot to pick Holy from here. Holy shit! <laughs> there done. are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There are twenty-eight uh, uh, choices five. of pasta uh, on this list that I'm looking at here. We've got okay. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, what is this thirteen uh, different types of sauce? Uh, several of types stuff. of meat, uh, several cheeses, and several uh, just a, a cornucopia of options here. So, initial thoughts, just glancing over this: angel hair, olive vodka, uh, pork belly, 
Parmesan cheese and why the fuck am I putting a vegetable in my pasta? This is horseshit. You don't. <laughs> I, I would say you do not have to put a vegetable in your pasta because Peppers, you are right. Done. If you want, yeah, I was if you want to be a side, you have me everywhere but the the angel hair. I just, I don't, I don't know. It's too scrawny for me. I'd rather just have straight up spaghetti if I'm going to do the angel hair thing. Like, I don't know. I love angel hair pasta. I, it's I'm angel hair is more manageable in my opinion. Like it's thinner, but when you like start spinning that up on your your fork, it like is less mm, of okay. a, a mess and it's okay. more manageable. So that's why I like it. It also cooks mm. slightly faster. So. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm a fan of like the uh, quote flavor pockets like a penne, a rigatoni, a ziti, or a manicotti, where like the sauce gets inside the pasta as well. So uh, I'd have to probably go. I'll go with a, a penne and and be be pretty pretty basic with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, sauce wise though, um, it's I mean. There's no question. It's the roasted garlic. Roasted <laughs> garlic. garlic. Roasted garlic. garlic. Uh, meat. Oh, man. Do you want to uh, just punt on meat and add more garlic? Uh, just... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what meat I do. Probably. Hmm. Probably beef, like diced beef or more ground beef and do like a bolognese. And then you top it with some Parmesan. If that's on there, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> Sean, I want to say I appreciate uh, a compiler of questions. Mary O'Brien in the meat section includes very clearly one <laughs> image of, of meat, and oh, then yeah. underneath it, just tacked on, is the Beyond Beef at the yeah. bottom. Evidently it. not part of the original. Uh, you can <laughs> Listen, I respect it. I respect it because you, sometimes I w- Here's the thing: I sure. would get lasagna. With a roasted garlic sauce, with the Beyond Beef in that baby, and then some parm on top mm. of that mother motherfucker. Maybe some <laughs> also some mozzarella. You get some mozzarella mm. on the top and have it melty and good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we'll throw some garlic as the, <laughs> as the well, vegetable. I, I that was anything but garlic. I think the only yeah. thing that you'd put if I was making like an eggplant parm or something, maybe. Why are you putting extra vegetables? You have the tomato sauce. I mean, that was going to be my question. Is it just one, uh, one vegetable or two? Like, cause I would do garlic and onions. Mm. Just, just get the aromatics, maybe carrots, not a lot, but more so garlic and onions. Yeah. You gotta the, ca- get carrots. the carrots take out some of the acidity overall. Yeah. That's a, that's an old timey. That's a grandma trick. Yeah. Putting some in her homemade sauce. You put some carrots in there to Toots. cut through the acidity. Yeah. And and you 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 cook that at the same time that you cook your uh, onions because it's an aromatic and it releases some really good flavors and smells if you fry it up first. I'm going to defer to the the more Italian based in our group here. Are there Italian pasta dishes that I'm not thinking of that have like brie and camembert cheese in it? Like this seems like a bizarre choice of cheese for me for for an Italian dish, but that's an option on here. I don't uh, think I've had either of those that weren't just on a cracker. I say I don't mind brie cheese, but like, like as in, in that way, Tim, like on a cracker, you know, smothered and, and smeared over like a whole wheat entertainment. Yeah, cracker I don't think so. I've had brie in a um, what's it? What's that? The chicken cordon bleu. Mm, yeah, like yeah, but not. I think that those two are French. I've mm. had it on a burger before. That was awesome. Mm. 
Ooh, that was so intriguing. So I I just googled brie pasta and there's brie spaghetti, brie bacon and basil pasta, pasta yeah. with tomatoes, garlic, basil, and brie. Sounds all good. Are, there, are all those on the website? There's like the, the insaneitalian.com or something? <laughs> like uh, I, I wish. No. I totally wish. The raclette um, would be a good choice for like a good topping. If you're just looking for something that's not your typical Parmesan, I feel like that would be a solid uh, replacement without being too far out of whack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am going to go... So I, I do feel like spaghetti or angel hair would be the easiest to manage, but just for the sake of fun, I'm going to choose choose rotini pasta because I'm a child. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at the, the – I love the ala vodka sauce. I do love a good vodka sauce. You're damn really. right. But oh, I don't yeah. know how the vodka – because my, my choice of meat is also going to be impacted by the choice of sauce. And I, I don't know – have you guys had vodka sauce with like sausage? Because I've never done that before. I, yeah, I, it works. I tend to get that uh, weekly from, from uh, oh, Tusabella. Wow. You yeah. want to go with like a sweet sausage, not a hot sausage, though. The yeah, hot so- the the hot sausage That's fine just with doesn't me. mix. All right, so let me go rotini with vodka sauce and sausage. Um, I will go Parmesan cheese because I'm a basic boy. <laughs> and uh, as my vegetable, you know, I have no idea if this is going to work with this mix, but I- I've I've been on a green onion kick the last couple of weeks, so I'm just going to go with with some scallions. Um, get a little bit of a milder onion flavor in there. Um, so we'll, we'll try that out and see what happens. You know, fresh, fresh scallions on top of that would be good. Mm-hmm. Dude, love me some scallions. That's like but blowing like, my mind, yeah. and I'm not sure how that would work. I don't know. I don't know either. I, I just know I've been making egg salad with scallions the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, scallions in a lot of the Asian cooking that I do. Um, it, it's it's it, it does it does the trick for me, and I have a feeling it would work with this. But I'm just taking a shot in the dark. I, I make I make a quinoa salad and it's it uses green onions and it is like one of the best parts of that salad is the green onions. Mm-hmm. Uh, also the uh, the parsley when you actually get parsley and not cilantro, uh, which I accidentally did this past week. <laughs> eh, very different things. It, it was for some reason cilantro was in the parsley bin mm-hmm. and I grabbed it and didn't think about it. Tisk mm-hmm. tisk tisk. All, all Italian recipes just call for like a fistful of uh, oregano, <laughs> parsley, yeah. and and uh, oh, what am I think? What's the other one? Uh, so thyme and rosemary. Thyme and rosemary. Oh, there's uh, what's the one? That starts? Basil. 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 Yeah. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a fistful of all that. Just toss it in there. See what happens. Yeah. Um, has everybody given one? Mm-hmm. Yes. I think so. Yeah. A lot of good sauces on here, man. Bolognese. I do love a good uh, braised beef bolognese. So good, God I love Italian yeah, food. Have you have you guys had uh, Fra Diavolo? No, dude, it, it's like a it, it's got a good like spice and kick to it. I had never heard of it. We just picked one up at like um, uh, fuck, what is it, Aldi? And mm-hmm. I was like, it's a dollar, awesome, and it was delicious. Like had a great spice to it, and it's just fantastic. Highly mm-hmm. recommend. I I gotta say, if anybody ever puts pizza sauce on their pasta, you're not allowed to cook anymore. <laughs> you're fired. You're fired. I, and my, my, my very slight hot take on this is that, uh, listen, I, I, for a while, I really enjoyed chicken Alfredo. Or, or uh, sorry, pasta Alfredo in general, including chicken Alfredo. It's just adult mac and cheese. 
Like just, <laughs> just you call us, you call it what it is. Call you just want to eat some macaroni and cheese, yeah. but you're not. You don't want to call it that. You're eating chicken Alfredo because you like I, mac and cheese. I've been wanting Alfredo so bad lately, mm-hmm. and and I just can't because it's flour base. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Penne chicken deal. Alfredo with a little bit of garlic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know what? Fry the chicken, like mm-hmm. like a breaded chicken with that. So good. Mm. I mean, yeah, fried chicken the most damn near anything. I'm well, yeah. Put it, I mean, I'm, I'm going to put it in my mouth. <laughs> I mean, there's, 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 there's no, no two ways about it. The story ends with me eating that chicken. Um, nom, 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 nom. Uh, the next question was submitted uh, by listener John Tursich. What do you think of the philosophical question that all human lives are actually one soul going towards, touring through trillions of iterations until they're a higher being? fuck i've 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 heard this before and it blows my mind every time that like when once you're done one life you go to the afterlife it's like all right well time for the next one it's like fuck (laughs) because how many lives have there been how many lives are there like it 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 fucks with me whenever i think about this and it's nuts this is different from reincarnation or is it the same thing so so this sounds like it's the idea that all lives at all times are the same soul, which more or less comes across as time is relative ish and, and is more wibbly wobbly than anything else. So I think that's my biggest issue with it is all the same soul? No, I, I, I don't like that idea. Reincarnation, I also don't believe in it, but that seems more plausible to me. I also don't see what the like the the relevance of okay if it's all one soul going through trillions of iterations like okay well, so what's the difference between you know I have my soul Tim you have your soul Richard you have your soul Sean you have your soul what's the difference between that and like okay there's one soul just to go good place on you we'll call the soul Jeremy Baramy <laughs> um, and there's four different versions of it and they're identified as Matt Rich Sean and Tim like to to me it's like okay well, so whatever what's the what to me what's the difference maybe that's it's very simplistic of me but that's the way i'm looking at it uh, the the idea is that we're all jeremy baramy it's not there's no yeah, but, rich but Matt. so what so 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 think of the the like any not any but uh multiverse theory where it's like for every action choice or decision there is another branch so it's mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. It, the simplest version i can explain is that all of those different branches for or like, hey, we're going to take the 70,000 trillion on this left single most branch and they're all going to exist at the same time or like we're going to split them up across these. So it's still all the same person, just those different potential routes of growth existing amongst each other at different stages of their growth. And so to me, I, I, I think it's dumb. <laughs> so it seems like almost like a lab rat. Like it seems super. Have... It seems super cyclical and like as if simulation theory was a joke, which simulation kind of is a joke. But that's a different question. <laughs> yeah. Sean, what are your thoughts? Uh, I think I agree with you, Matt. I don't think it matters. I think at the end of the day, like even if if we were to if all of us were to die and it's like oh we were all one person 
at this mm -hmm. point in time, we are separate individuals. So it doesn't really matter. I think if, if it ends up being that we were all just one soul trying over and over and over again to just kind of like perfect mm -hmm. itself, you know, whatever, like I, that's, that doesn't, I, I don't think it has that much of a bearing on anything really. Like you are still in this moment now, mm -hmm. like there, it doesn't really, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like it really helps to think about that because it doesn't, it won't yeah. impact how I live my life. It just, it just maybe at, at, it might make you more empathetic because you're like, well, we're all part of the same whole, but like, it doesn't, I, I, I don't think for me, that's not going to be a guiding facet of my moral, my morality. Right. Know? If you're if, looking at it as, okay, there's trillions of iterations until they're a higher being like, okay, you've got Jeremy Baramy, uh, and Jeremy Barry, has got this set of experiences. And so he turns out like this, or Jeremy Barry has this set of experiences. So she turns out like this. Well, that just sounds like life to me. Like that just sounds you know, like, listen, my, my, my personality, my, my thoughts on life, my, my perspectives and the way I am personally is shaped by my experiences, shaped by my upbringing, shaped by, you know, many different factors, the same way it is with, with you, Sean, and with mm -hmm. you, Rich, and with you, Tim, and with our significant others and our family members. Like, I, I don't think it matters whether or not it, we're all coming from the same one pool. Like, if it's like, okay, test subject X, and we're going to put them in all these different scenarios and see what happens, essentially, or, or they're going to keep replaying life until we see what happens. I, I just, you know... It's 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 an interesting thought experiment. I just don't think practically it, it, it means a whole lot to me as far as what I'm going to do with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's that's how it is with me. It's like this is more of a like thought experiment than anything. I don't I don't believe in it. I don't think it's 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 a legit thing or anything like that. But it's it's fun to it's interesting to think like oh well, I what what if in my past life I was somebody who wronged me now. Like, what mm -hmm. if one of the iterations that I'd already been was somebody who wronged me that I, mm -hmm. that the me that I am now, like, I, mm -hmm. what, well, possibly, but did, like, if, if you're going by this theory, but perhaps I'm not understanding it, but if it's actually all, if all human lives are actually one soul, then everybody is somebody that you are, right? Yeah. Like, like, so, yeah. so like, yeah, so it's like, well, I've, yes, absolutely. You quote unquote have wronged you at some point in the past because if anyone's yeah. wronged you, then you have wronged yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's sort of, okay. You know, it's, yeah. it, it also turns into a weird thing. Cause it's like, Oh boy, I've been attracted to myself. <laughs> I've, you know, I've, I've, <laughs> Probably. Exactly. Like, the two <laughs> I've, things, I've lusted over myself at some point. The two things that jump out at me is like, it's a great re If you look at it that way, it should be a great reason as like all of these other people are mm -hmm. also you. There's no reason you, you should hate on them. You should love them as yourself, except for the fact I fucking hate myself, so I should fucking hate everybody. <laughs> it seems like a JRPG ending, like at the end of an anime where it's like, actually, it turns out everybody's one soul, and that soul's corrupting the earth, yeah, and you right? have to kill it. Uh, well, Matt, you haven't played, uh, uh, Royal. oh, no, what's... Oh, I've definitely played Royal. Uh, Bioshock series, so no, no, I can't really say it. anything else about that, because honestly... something to do this weekend. Bioshock Infinite kind of tackles that in, mm. in in a way so what self-loathing or this uh <laughs> <laughs> no, i mean maybe yeah would you kindly um so uh, philosophically i guess i would put myself closer to absurdism and just that there isn't a point hmm. like l there isn't a point to life and everything we come up with is just kind of 
our own minds trying to fill a void. Life is life. That's it. Done. Mm-hmm. Life Oversimplification, life. but that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Any any other thoughts on the the philosophical question of human lives all being one soul? No. Nah, Just, I think it's. I mean, it's. I would. If if it were the case, I would not live any differently. It just mm-hmm. it would just it would solidify what I already think, which is that every person has value, mm-hmm. and deserve and is you know and deserves to be treated as such. Mm-hmm. So it would it would not change anything meaningful about how I'm living. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So our next question then, uh, is who is the oldest person you know? Well, based on what we just talked about, I'm the oldest person I know because yeah. I'm everyone. Yeah. You're World as old as, as the oldest man on the planet, <laughs> the oldest woman on the planet they ever have existed. Um, I'll be honest. Uh, anyone over the age of 60, I don't actually know how old they are, and I just don't care. <laughs> See, so old I and have, young person things. Like, everybody over 60 is the same age. <laughs> my grandparents, Martha's grandparents, anybody's grandparents, I have no idea how old any of them are so i just assume they're all old as dirt mm-hmm. so my 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 dad's uh stepmother is 88 or 87 probably the oldest person that i relate to with on a regular basis um yeah i can't think of anybody older than that in my day-to-day life yeah i have i think the only i don't have any grandparents that are alive so I think mm-hmm. it's Mary's grandpa is probably the oldest person I know. Mm-hmm. And he's in his 70s, I want to say. Mm. Maybe. Maybe okay. 80s. I don't know. He's he's so old. It's like Tim. It's like at a certain point, it's like you're just fucking old. Like, not no disrespect <laughs> Yeah, to But Harry does it Webster. really matter? Yeah, like you're just an old dude and you're living <laughs> your life, man. Your like, years all it. run together Good for job. you and they run together for me too. Yeah. He did it. He lived... He's lived a very long life, and you know, he's still, still, he is still living his very long life. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter how old he is; he's just the oldest man I know. I think. One of my uh, my college roommate, my senior year, made a point, and uh, among many quirks that he had, a good guy. But among the many quirks that he had was that he would always keep track of who the current oldest living person on the planet was, <laughs> and hold like a very somber event in our dorm room when that person passed away when they were like you know like 120 or something absurd <laughs> like that and but it would be a very somber night when it would turn out that like you know somebody like like kyoto soto like a 118 year old japanese man had passed away and it was, and it was like a dark it was a dark night in uh our, our three-person dorm would you would you run out. the run the dorm flag at half mast or something burr, like that burr, 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 burr. it was a very somber game of nba 2k that night <laughs> This is very, you know, we, we played it, we played with the game on mute. You know, we were very respectful. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's about all I got for oldest person that we know. I think yeah. the oldest person I know would be my dad's uncle Herb, but I haven't actually seen him in like probably fifteen years. Hmm. Uh, so I don't really know if that counts as knowing him, but I know he exists, and my mom sees him every week. So he's he like he exists. So he's like he's he's early to mid nineties, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that, that that'd be the oldest person I know. I think. Okay. Hmm. All right. Um. Yeah, man. 
People get old. Yeah. What are you going to do? What, what, in (laughs) fact, are you going to do? I'm going to get old. That's what I'm going to do. You're going to age gracefully or not so gracefully. I don't know about gracefully. Yeah. Our next question is, what trends did you follow when you were younger? And what trends do you follow now? Oh, gosh. What trends did I follow? Popular. Drinking as a depressed adult. Um... (laughs) Trends, trends. That's a trend, right? That's <laughs> the the trend, trend of drinking. Uh, I was really into skateboarding when I was little, when I was younger. Mm. Like so, when like around when the Tony Hawk's games came out, like I was really into it. Like I, I like read Trans World magazine, and like I went skateboarding all the time, and I knew who all of the at the time like the good skateboarders were. So that was something mm. I, I followed that when I was little, and that was like a very in thing. And then skateboarding's kind of come back a little bit now. Mm-hmm. And then I don't it, know. Yeah, on that subject, I think like like tech deck was a big deal when mm. I was when we were younger. <laughs> yeah, and like I was like, oh my god, I need tech. Tech deck's fucking stupid, mm-hmm. but like you know, skateboarding, but for like you know, if you wanted a hand. Fingers. And I was like, oh, my God, I, went, I don't think I ever actually got that. So I would say as far as trends, the one that I followed the closest was probably Pokemon when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Um, that yeah. I was all the way in on from age like seven to 13 uh, for Pokemon. So, I, I was I was all the way in on that from the age of seven to uh, 31 to, and to present. Uh-huh. Yeah. I can attest uh, to that. There's several messages in our group chat for the for Switch games this week of Rich trying to get people to do uh, sword and shield raids. Get the expansion uh, pass, guys. Come on now. Let's go. I'm, tr- I'm trying to upgrade my Pokemon or level up my Pokemon so I can battle with them. They're mm-hmm. all dogs, and it's adorable. Woof. <laughs> Woof. Uh, what trends did you follow as a kid, Rich? Uh, besides Pokemon, also Digimon, Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> um... Basically, all the anime trends and video game trends, like, uh, uh, yeah, no, nothing really. I, I never thought it was like a, a major trend type of thing, but like, I guess like from listening to you guys, it wasn't really a thing that everyone else followed. So it's like, like I said, like yeah, Pokemon, Digimon, Dragon Ball, video games, mm-hmm. um, Power Rangers. Stuff like that, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Pokemon Power Rangers definitely were. That was like a a global kind of thing. Yeah, uh, Dig- Digimon too, uh, and, and anime, Dragon Ball Z, and like anime really. It seemed like it broke through in North America while we were kids. Yeah. Um. So that was big. Any trends that you're following now? <clears throat> Gluten free. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Gluten free. Personal baking. Uh. I mean, I don't know. It's it's all pretty much the same for me. I've never really seen what I do as a trend because I've always just done it. I would say that I followed the like the the IPA trend to a degree because I would have had I would never really tried IPAs unless like that became like the super hipster like oh man if you if you like craft beers you love IPAs like that's the <laughs> way it goes. Uh, and I probably would not have tried it in any other way. So I. I like IPAs. Uh, there was a period where I was like, I have to like IPAs if I want to be a, a, a capital letters serious beer drinker. 
Uh, and they're fine. Like I, I've, I've Sierra Nevada is <laughs> still one of my favorite beers. Uh, but you know, on the whole IPAs, I can take them or leave them. They're not my fa- stouts and, and, uh, uh, what's this? Stouts and porters are my favorite, favorite beers. So IPAs, I'm like, I mean, they're fine. They're, they're a piece of the puzzle, but they're not my number mm-hmm. one thing. Yeah. Um, I had, I had yeah. that realization when I was like, oh man, I used to try so hard to like IPAs. I was just like, I was just trying to. Like that that's the thing. It's, you're trying to be cool and your IPAs are the cool, you know, it's this is the upper upper like this is upscale beer. It's not a it's not a friggin' uh yingling. But then now I'm like, what was I doing? IPAs, <laughs> I don't really like them. They're just they're very bitter. I'm not a huge fan. Mm-hmm. And I like other beers better, but I tried so hard to make myself like them to to get on that and be like, look how cool I am, like drinking your coffee black or whatever. And <laughs> yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like a double dog porter, and it's super, yeah, super yeah, handy yeah, yeah. shit. And I, I want to be clear. I'm not. If you like your coffee black, that it's an acquired taste that a lot of people get. But I'm not about that. But when I was in high, when I was in college, that was like I was trying to be cool by liking that, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I'm just yeah. like cool with not liking that. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Now, the cool thing to do is to do shots and then chase them with Mike's Hard Lemonade. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, if that was a trend, I followed it. Um, <laughs> the, the IPA thing blew my mind. Like, people were just like, no, this is the best beer. Like, it's blah, blah, blah. I was like, all right, either I'm just not cool or your taste buds are garbage. But I also feel like IPAs as a vein of beer has just changed so much. Like, it, it now it's like, so is it an IPA with mosaic hops or this hops or this hops? And they, it sounds like it would have next to no change. And it's like it, you, you can, there are breweries that make the same beer with different hops and they all taste completely fucking different. So I, I, I think when we were younger and IPAs were like the new big thing, all of them tasted like garbage and all of them sucked. Mm-hmm. And all of those beers I didn't like back then, I still don't particularly like now. But there are definitely IPAs that I think are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're 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 a good beer. They are not they 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 are the the sort of like the the card that you flash to show that you're you're serious about your beers. Like I like IPAs, and therefore you know that I that I'm not just your average you know Miller Lite drinking shill. Uh, but you know they're fine. They're fine beer. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. um, any other thoughts on trends? What are trends now? You it's do like, you, boo boo. <laughs> like TikTok. I I guess TikTok and for which Fortnite? generation? For, yeah, I don't <laughs> know. Fortnite like, flossing, protesting, um, <laughs> thinking yeah, well. masks are the devil's handiwork. Um, thinking masks are our Look, savior. If if God wanted us to wear masks, we wouldn't have noses. <laughs> he would have put them on our faces the way he did with Adam and Eve. Uh, I love the drawing of somebody wearing a mask under their nose directly next to a, a drawing of somebody wearing underwear with the dick out. And it's like, it looks exactly the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sure does. My, my dick looks like a nose. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think there's so much fragmentation with popular culture now that it's hard to have trends because you can sort of just dive in and, and dive into yeah. your own little they, niche. It's, everything's they, hyper-specific. Yeah. Yeah, and they come and go so fast that it's... And it's the really globe hard is, to follow. The globe is so interconnected. Whatever you're into, you can find a cruise somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. There's, mm-hmm. there's, there's micro trends within specific communities of fandom or specific communities of, of your interest, you know. But I don't know. Yeah, as far as global phenomenon, you're probably looking at 
the mediums rather than uh, to, rather than the stuff that's on them. Like you're looking at like, you know, Twitter is kind of a trend in that it's something that is ubiquitous and everybody has mm-hmm. used at this point over the last 10 to 15 years. And it tells you what's trending. And it tells you what's trending. Like it, it's it's the avenue through which people can engage with trends, but it's really one of the social media is kind of the one overarching trend that dominates it all. Um, all right. So our next question, what defines a sport? Is fishing a sport? How about video game tournaments? What defines a sport? Can I just go to get a, a go to bed now? Like, <laughs> uh, a you want a bagel? A bagel? Yeah. I'll give you a bagel. Oh, that a bagel, helps. A bagel. Can I have some yeah. pancakes? <laughs> Tim, Tim like started going into like a REM cycle as soon as I said the word sport. Yep. <laughs> He's like, oh. uh, what's the sport? sports? I'll, I'll just say that. That's where I draw the line. Esports aren't sports. It's a game. You, you can compete in a game. It's not a sport. I tend... I tend to agree. I think that they're a valid entertainment medium. And I think that it's fine that they are put like, listen, if you want to put on ESPN, fine. I think there's a re like the fact that you have the adjective E in front of it seems to indicate to me like, okay, this is clearly a modification of what is traditionally identified as a sport. Mm-hmm. There are definitely skills that are involved. Um, I, I, it would be hard for me to say what what rules you have to have as far as like what is a sport because like there's always been a bit like like is cheerleading a sport is I, I think whatever it has it to I would say I cheerleading is yeah I, I, I would, I would agree with that I would say it's a it's a game or it, it's a, like it's exhibiting it's a set of skills that requires physical acumen yeah. the physicality is necessary yeah. and esports is is just taking video games and trying to make it more marketable to a similar venue that they can make the same amount of money off. Yeah. It's it's purely a marketing ploy. I'm going to throw you this at you then, Tim. Is NASCAR a sport? No. Okay. Because I was about to say, say, if NASCAR is a sport, then I don't know why esports wouldn't be either. The physical interaction between you and the car and being able to control that car, it can be argued. I don't think so. It's just a bunch of fucking left turns. I don't care. And, I think and a I significant think amount is. of endurance. I would, yeah, I would, I would argue that the amount of endurance that it takes to be to drive a NASCAR to drive NASCAR is like it's. I I, I would say esports aren't a sport in the same way that chess isn't a sport. Like you can be very good at chess, but it's all it's basically all a mental game. Totes. I think I think there could be an argument that esports. Are sports based on the amount the, the reflexes that you need to have, but for the most part, I think you you can be you don't have there's not a ton of physicality in it. Whereas in NASCAR, I think you could it's more easy to argue that there's a there's a greater amount of physicality because you are like ripping that car around. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, yeah. It's funny yeah. you mentioned chess because ESPN had an article back in like September that I remember I remember reading um, that chess grandmasters train extensively physically because again for grandmasters somehow some way they claim that ch- chess grandmasters people competing for that crown burn up to six thousand calories a day playing chess um, just through the amount of brain power that they burn. Now, listen, I'm not going to claim to know. <laughs> 
whether or not sitting at a table and just racking your brain over every single possible move is actually enough to burn 6,000 calories. I, I will say that they are training as if they are, you know, decathletes or something like that. I don't know if I would consider chess a sport either, uh, but I but I will say that it, is, it seems to be physically strenuous in a way that, like, you know, I don't know whether or not it's... Uh, I, there's a blurry line between like chess, NASCAR, esports, you know, and and even like golf. Like golf is not the most physically active sport, but you are like torquing muscles. You are working. Yeah, you know, I would. I would argue form. that. Yeah, I would argue that it is because it's it's honing a specific physical activity. But that's also the case with esports. Mm-hmm. Like you are. It's even though it's a small. It's a small physical activity, very localized to generally your hands. Like. Mm-hmm. Playing like a, you know, a fighting game, you are physically doing that action. So mm-hmm. I, I guess my dis, my discernment with the reflexes, yeah, all that makes sense. But the mm-hmm. reflexes, how quickly are you pressing this button? So I can swing the bat, and if I'm not aiming that bat correctly, or if I'm not, if I'm not pulling the, even shooting, I can still argue that's a sport. If I'm not pulling that trigger in, in quite the right way if i'm if i'm mm-hmm. not squeezing it i'm pulling it or yanking it or any those smallest things i can hold that controller whatever i want it can be behind my head in one hand if i press a it's gonna hit a mm-hmm. so i i guess that's mm-hmm. th- that's mm-hmm. my thing it's like the inputs don't change i've, I've there's no difference in- between the inputs it's how you put those inputs in whereas the physicality nature of every other sport is like it, it, it will never quite be the same. Your pulling of a trigger or your this will never quite exactly be the same as anybody else's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I want a real quick opinion. Though. I want to get Rich's thoughts on it. Um, the, the other thing that sort of defines a sport for me, yeah, just, just spitballing it here is like for, for, for stuff like golf, basketball, football, tennis, things like that, yeah, there are rules to the sport. There are different things that are allowed in the game versus not. But in general, the, the limitations of the sport physically are basically just whatever God has given you or whatever God has not given you. Like if, if you know, if you can hit a baseball 500 feet, you know, you can adjust the rules of the sport to it, but like the only restriction on your ability to play the sport is essentially the the, the God given talents or your ability to hone those God given talents. But for like a like for Overwatch, for example, if Blizzard decides you can't do something specific in that game anymore, then you can't do it because they're just going to program it in. Like it seems like a like that that's that's sort of the defining move for me as well. Is like if a set of programmers can basically say you're you're literally not allowed to do this anymore because we put it into the code. Like that for me is is a defining factor between that and like playing tennis where they can just say, well, we're going to change the lines on it. Like you can still physically do it, but like. You know, that seems to be the final line for me. Uh, Rich, what what are your thoughts on this question? Uh, uh, I feel like um, in contrast to what you guys are saying, um, when it comes to defining a sport, it it, it turns into, uh, is there a trainable nature to something and can I get better at it? And is it competitive? Can you get better at games like Fortnite or at games like at at any esports? By just training and trying. And is it competitive? So if I'm going to sit here and learn the guitar, that's not a sport because that's not a competitive thing. It, it but, can be. I, I disagree. 
like Sudokus can be competitive. Like, are you going to consider? And that's something you have to train and learn and do. Are you going to consider that a sport? I mean that. I and it it, it still is, has the same. It, it has a different form of structural boundaries that would be similar to a video game. Yeah, like it, it can, but it turns into like how is it? How is Sudoku competitive? Because is it just running the clock? Time. It's, uh, which then I like just running the clock isn't to me isn't isn't really a sport because you're not actually against somebody you're just against time which they yeah, have it, they have Sudoku contests against other people where yeah. they'll have like all of them will have the same Sudoku on like a big board and they'll all have to solve it at the same time and whoever gets does it yeah it, it's time wins. against other people and yeah it, it's the same thing and if if that's your argument then track's not a sport. <laughs> Because it's it's it, it can it's set up similarly. It, it, you it don't is, have a visual representation that that person has beat the other person. Like it it it, it is like it is a for me like I, the question was about fishing that that we got, but overall, based on what you guys are saying, I feel like so like yeah, I guess in this nature and in my definition, yeah, I guess you could consider these competitive things like Sudoku a sport. And and competitive uh, Rubik's cube uh, completion a sport because it does take a sense of physicality as well as men- mentality and training in order to do this. Video games in in nature, yes, it's only your hands, but you do have to think about it. You do have to learn about it. You have to train yourself in order to do these things. And in a counterpoint towards what Matt was saying about how if Blizzard doesn't like what you're doing, they can program it out then you have to learn something new and retrain yourself to do it differently. Hmm. Um, okay. Sounds like so, a topic we're just going to yeah, yeah, like have we're, mixed reviews on. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're yeah. going to disagree, but on, on the nature of, like, is fishing a sport? I, I mean, it, it can be because it is a skill you have to learn. You have to be able to know where the fish are. You have to be able to reel them in, and it is a trained skill that can be competitive. I, 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 I guess I totally miss the fact that fishing was the question i don't think fishing is a sport because it's it yeah you can be like i mm-hmm. think there's gonna be fish over here and i think it, it it's more of a game in the fact that it's based on luck to get a fish on the line or be near fish once the fish is on the line then yes you have the physicality nature but that sounds more like a game to me because there's so much chance involved yeah, I think there's a, there's no shame in having something that is called a competition instead of a sport. Like yeah, if you yeah. want to call it like a Scrabble competition, like you know, there, there's Scrabble tournaments all the time. I, I I've I have yet to hear somebody make an argument for Scrabble being a sport, um, but it is certainly competitive. It involves brain power and it involves like a set of skills and a set of knowledge that you hone over a period of time. Uh, I I think there's no shame in calling something like that. Hey, look, this is a a challenging mental competition. Um, or this is a challenging skills-based competition that's not necessarily a sport. You know, maybe it means that we have to expand what our definition is of sports uh, as a society. In my mind, I, I still have a very traditional way of looking at sport. Um, but look, esports are—they they involve a level of skill that I certainly do not have, uh, and I have not honed those abilities. So, what do I know, man? Yeah, and and that's mm-hmm. that's the problem with this question is a lot of people look at the term sport and think a sport is something that has an offense versus a defense. But mm. 
Well, like, I, I think, think it's, it's 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 more the physical thing. Uh, yeah, because right? think... golf is a sport, and there's no you know you're not playing against anybody. Yeah, I think oh, it's, it's there's... simply more. There's a but, certain set of things yeah. that we typically associate with sports, like Olympics. Uh, I, you know, yeah. but there, there's there there are people out there that don't consider golf a sport, just like they don't consider cheerleading a sport because it's no real offense versus defense. And I'm not those people. I'm not somebody who's saying that you need an offense and a defense. I'm saying like sports are more than just offense, defense. It's more than just physicality. It is all mentality as well. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think I think the real the real thing the real issue here is that people people tend to think that something not being a sport delegitimizes that thing. Mm-hmm. So like the fact that esports is not a sport in a lot of people's eyes, I don't think it means it's any less difficult to get good at. I just think oh, it's not a sport. Not. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think being at that level on in anything is like you can be at the like if you are the best Scrabble player in the world, that's something to be proud of. The fact that Scrabble isn't a sport, I don't think delegitimizes that at all. But I do think that there are people who believe that, who are like, if if it's not a sport, then it's not worth getting good at. And, or it's not worth, you know, it's not worth lauding the amount of skill that it took to get to that place. And I think we're getting caught up in the, in the legitimacy mm-hmm. argument. And I don't think that's important. I think whether or not fishing is a sport is, is not super important to me because mm-hmm. being incredibly good at fishing is a skill that I'm mm-hmm. impressed by. Period. Yeah. And as it relates to esports, if there was like a czar of sports, like like Bill Simmons back when he didn't suck, uh, used to have this idea of the czar of sports that would just come down and make these these vast rulings on very like populist kind of opinions. And if like there was a czar of sports that came down and just said, "Okay, esports are not a sport; those are the rules," or "esports are a sport," that's it. I've made the decree. It's not going like the the, the decree is not going to change the fact that it's a multi million dollar industry. Like yeah. the, the, that, the functional effect of, of these people making a ton of money and, and earning accolades off of playing these games is not going to change whether or not it's it's legitimized by a certain set. And, and furthermore, I would argue that the people who play esports are not like the people who are very strong in their opinions that esports are not sports are typically not the people that esports people are trying to impress. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, old timey sports columnists who write that all oh, these kids just play Fortnite all the time are not the people that people who win a lot of money playing Overwatch are trying to impress. Like it's yeah. just it's just a generational divide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, our last question. This is it, guys. It's the final question. It was also submitted by our good friend John Tursich. Johnny. Frozen yogurt. Versus frozen custard versus ice cream. Do you, boo-boo? Ice cream I don't, is, I don't care. Ice cream is the best. Frozen yogurt is the most fun because you get to put all that shit on it. But ice cream, <laughs> ice cream is the best by itself. Yeah, I'm I'm huge on ice cream. I, I've never really gotten frozen yogurt or custard except for when I was at like Froyo and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yes. ice cream, I think there's no beating ice cream as far as these three, as far as pure taste. If you're looking at it from uh, like a like a health standpoint, like listen, you're eating a frozen treat, like you're already kind of punning on the health aspect of it. But if you're looking for sort of like the best of both worlds, I think frozen yogurt's your best way to go. As far as like, mm-hmm. okay, you're taking like a a, a ten to twenty percent sacrifice in the flavor of ice cream for a little bit less 
you know, of a caloric intake or sugar or something like that. So, yeah, in that sense, it depends on what you're going for. But as far as pure flavor, I, I think there's no beating ice cream. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. For sure. Boom. But everything, but but like Tim said, you do you. Nah, fuck whatever those your whatever your favorite frozen treat if, is, get 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 your shit together. Yeah, om nom nom. I'm Nobody got anybody going to bat for frozen custard? No, no, I've no, I've never. The even only time had I've it. had it, no, I have either. Being mixed into like a misto at Rita's, it's like I've never just had it by itself. <laughs> what yeah, is yeah, a yeah. misto? A misto, it's like a milkshake, but it's water ice and custard. Ooh. It's so very it's like, good. It's it's like you take the uh, what's the thing where it's like custard water ice custard water gelati, ice. yeah. Okay. It's, you take a gelati, slap it in a blender, boom. Ooh, yeah, that's intriguing. It's very good. Yeah. Everything at Rita's dope as hell. Haven't yep. gotten my haven't gotten anything from it this year. Hopefully, I will. I, I think I've won like four or five years, and it's kind of sad. We had a five dollar gift card left over, and. Uh, uh, when it finally opened this spring, I I went and got uh, my wife a flight of of water ice, <laughs> which is the most indulgent thing you can do. Which is just like a small tray with four different water ices on it, and it's <laughs> delicious. Uh, so I picked up one of those and and came home with it. But uh, nice, yeah, Rita's man, hard to go wrong. That's it, guys. We did oh, it. Good, oh, we did it. Except for the next six questions, which I have to scroll through. <laughs> I'm going to stab you in the forehead through the computer. Tim's hot take is, I'm going to stab you. Uh, does anybody have a legitimate hot take they want to wrap up with, or are we good to go? I think we're good to go. It is almost one o'clock in the morning. We've been recording for like five hours. What the fuck did we do? How the I've fuck been did awake this for 21 hours. I don't know, because the- we only have like three and a half hours of content, and it is fully five hours later <laughs> i don't know I, what happened like legitimately like i, I try to run a, try to try to run a relatively tight ship as far as like directing traffic on this show i don't think we did a particularly bad job of managing time it just took forever to do everything tonight yeah i don't yeah. even know because even in between the episodes we only took like five to seven minutes like it's it was yeah. all regular <laughs> shit and we still took four fucking ever to do everything Dude, so, I don't, so I don't Sean, where can they get your uh, time uh, timetable <laughs> takes on Twitter? Oh, if they, Hold on, Tim. T- we need 20 more minutes discussing how long things took tonight. Yeah, this is the shortest episode of the night. Up, so. they can, uh, you, can, you can get my timetable takes at, hey, it's SOB. How about you, Tim? At Tim R. Hanson. Just so desperate to go to sleep. Uh, how about you, Rich? I'm going the fuck to sleep. <laughs> at B underscore walnuts. You can follow me on Twitter at M Casnell. That's M as in Matthew. <laughs> K as in King. <laughs> A- I am leaving. <laughs> A, a as in A it's Robert Loja. L, L as in Loja. Robert Loja. <laughs> uh, the podcast is available at Brose underscore podcast on Twitter or on Facebook at Brose Podcast. Uh, you can uh, subscribe to our show anywhere fine podcasts are bought and sold, just as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, or tune in. And if you have a question you want us to answer on the air, email at the Brose Questions at gmail.com. That's Brose Questions at gmail.com. Huge, huge, huge thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions. To Shannon Vogel for designing our world-famous logo. Uh, you can find her work at Etsy.com and at Shannon Vogel Photography on Facebook. I think she just put out some new stuff within the last uh, two weeks of us recording this tonight. Um, so so please check out that, that Facebook page. And our theme music is When by Steven Siebert. You can listen to his work at the Free Music Archive. 
Rich, PodQuest, do it! Check out PodQuest. Uh, again, nothing really new is releasing that I can... Um, Sell it, baby. Plug, that I can <laughs> plug, so uh, check out PodQuest Nerdy Roundtable, where we talk about the news and stuff, and maybe I did more Kingdom Hearts. We'll see. Mm. I co-host the Keystone Coast to Coast Sports Podcast with my buddy Eddie Provident. It's a periodic sports show. Uh, that will hopefully uh, have more re- regular episodes now that sports are slowly starting to come back. Maybe, possibly, don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, today in sports history, uh, the 76ers drafted both Joel Embiid and Allen Iverson within the last 25 years on this day. Uh, and, and by this day, I mean yesterday, June 26th, um, mm-hmm. uh, in the last 25 years. So that's your sports uh, trivia for the day. Uh, you can get more bullshit like that on the Keystone Coast to Coast podcast. Oh, boy. We did it, guys. It was a fun session, guys. It was good. Rip, roaring, mm-hmm. good time. How about you say goodbye to the listeners? Goodbye. Bye. Bye. I mean, you don't have to. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you no really just want to like, call it a night. <laughs> Sean's like face down on the ground. <laughs> I just, I just, I feel like I need to like wax Tim's head right now and just give him a big hug. <laughs> For Rich Sweeten, Sean O'Brien, who's no longer visible, Tim Hansen, and the entire Action Moose team. <laughs> My name is Matt Casnell, reminding you to, <laughs> to go the fuck to sleep and to be smart about being stupid. You fucking ingrates. <laughs> <laughs> is that the new thing? We're just going to add that on the tagline of everything? <laughs> reminding you to go to bed, you fucking ingrates. I am all for it. That's what we'll call <laughs> our fans. Fucking ingrates.